0: Oh, my name is Suzanne. You can call me Zan. It is also Po Tess. You can call me Poe. Welcome to the Poe show. Uh, it's just me today in my lovely library. It is so believable, right? This looks like a real library. Um, so how is everyone doing? Hello, Shiloh. Pretty much anywhere in Texas does that. So wait five, ten minutes and the weather may change. I remember, let's see i went to i don't remember what year it was it was my father's third wife brenda she was a lot of fun she flew me out to texas and then took me all around we went to san antonio and they had the biggest chocolate covered strawberries and a very handsome waiter and the alamos much smaller than expected uh Wee herman was not kidding uh what else we went to galveston texas they have a nice beach there and fantastic seafood uh we went to oh i don't remember where but it was a lovely zoo it's very good zoo and then years later my mother moved to houston and there were overpasses over overpasses i never want to drive around there (laughs) but uh Houston is great, too. Uh, They have a good airport, and they have the Wild collection, Wild with an E, the best store I've ever been to. I could have lived there. Let me see. Had to save stuff in the backyard again. Karma in Sacramento, California. Bad winds. I hope everybody is all right. Uh, This weather is just crazy. My mother keeps messaging me once in a while saying, hey, have you gotten that... Terrible winter weather, no, not yet. Thanks for the encouragement. Mm. Mm -mm. Here, it is all right so far. We'll see about starting tomorrow. In fact, it was so nice that last night I decided to try my hand at making dumplings. I'd never done that before. Uh, For those unfamiliar, uh, yesterday was the Lunar New Year's Eve That is very big in Asian countries, especially China. Uh, They have a spring festival gala that they have on TV live for about five hours. Uh, The kids get two weeks off of school. And so there are about 15 days of celebrating spring and the new year. This year is the year of the tiger. So that'll be exciting. His weather... (laughs) Shiloh says, "Cass needs to come get his weather. It's acting up. Tell me about it, man. What did he tell me the other day about the weather there? Hmm. Yeah, it had changed very quickly to very, very cold. He keeps encouraging me to move uh, to Colorado uh, because jobs are plenty. But no, I have visited once in the winter and well, winterish." and I visited once in the summer. I went in April, and then again in August, and it sucks. I mean, the places are fine. Uh, I've seen Denver, Littleton, Aurora, but the weather, oh my God, the winters are so freaking cold and there's ice everywhere, and the summers are oppressive. I am Scottish-Irish, you know, give me a nice breezy overcast fall and I'm happy. It's all good. So I, no, I don't like winter. Oregon is nice. Huh. wonder what's in Oregon. No, I was just thinking maybe oregano is from Oregon. Kind of funny, but no. Is oregano from Italy? It works well in Italian food. So yes, I made dumplings. Uh, It was mostly with leftovers, whatever I could find in the house. And it's incredibly easy to do. Dumplings are good luck in... uh, china for new year's as well as very long noodle a very long noodle means that yeah that's a different show means that you will have longevity in the year if you jump at midnight that should help you with your height um there are rice cakes and different things yes my dumplings were boiled it was very easy next time whenever that is i'm going to fry them i think they'll taste better and be so bad for me and whoever else eats them Uh, in them i put uh, chicken green pepper red pepper onion cabbage soy sauce and worcestershire sauce and a little bit of broccoli they were probably twice the size they should be but it was a lot of fun it was tasty um And for those of you looking for a celebratory drink, found out that you can make a punch from a little bit of, what was it, one part vodka, four parts orange juice, four parts uh, pink lemonade. It is very tasty, but meh. Uh, Red and gold are very fortuitous colors for the new year. (laughs) <laughs> sounds good. Ah, thank you. I even fed some to my wife, Cassandra, and she's usually kind of picky and she really liked them. So I, like, I, 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 I. I would have shared with the neighbors, but they're gone now. Not the neighbors, the dumplings. So today is all about skills and abilities. We're going to be looking at how to improve certain skills and memory, and we're going to talk about whether skills and abilities different kinds of intelligence are nature which is inherited or nurture which is learned Um, and we'll talk specifically about psychic abilities as well now the one thing I didn't do was consider what movies might be related to this immediately what comes to mind is beautiful mind and there you might consider the interrelationship between uh, mental health and creative ability or extreme intelligence. We've talked a little bit on the show before about uh, the autism spectrum and how, yes, in some areas, those with uh, autism have difficulties, but in other areas, they just. Perceive the world in certain respects different ways and I think that is in fact a gift that can help in uh, creative terms And just an overall perspective uh, If you watch beautiful mind you have you know that uh, he had certain issues, but he was absolutely brilliant. What was it? Math, mathematician Can anyone think of any other movies related to incredible intelligence and whatnot what about? There's Finding Harvard, but that's not it. What is it? You like apples? How you like these apples? What was that movie? Oh, I can't remember. Mm. Matt Damon. Ben Affleck, of course, because if you have one, you often have the other. Uh, Robin Williams. Oh, well. While you're thinking about that, let's look at some of the information here. So first, the most applicable advice that I could give is in terms of being a better conversationalist. I found this TED Talk on my own, but it was also suggested when I was training to become a uh, tech support for Apple on the phones. So to become a better conversationalist. First, do not multitask, be present in the moment goodwill hunting Kristen. thank you i don't know how that escaped me oh good such a good movie Uh, so being present in the moment that is good for all sorts of things that can help you uh with your mental state uh that can help to deepen relationships oftentimes when we are speaking uh when we're in a conversation We're not really listening. We're waiting for our turn to respond. We're figuring out what we're going to say in response instead of listening to how what they're saying is progressing. Hmm. Two, don't be like me. Don't pontificate and lecture. That can be fairly boring. That is very boring for the other person. Set yourself aside. Uh, Put yourself in the mindset to learn. Uh, No matter who you're talking to, there is something... Some bit of information, or some attitude, or perspective that you can learn from the other person. You may think you know everything about a particular subject, but in fact, there's always something new. We uh, relatively recently had uh, a homeless person living with a neighbor down the street, and it can be very easy for many to take the attitude of, "Well, you know, I'm this and that. I'm accomplished. I'm whatever. So, therefore, what could they have to offer? No." This guy, he had such a rich history. He had such life experiences that it shaped his perspective. And while he did some crazy things in the present, he challenged our understanding of what we consider success. So instead of pontificating and saying, well, you should do this and you should do that and blah, 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 listen, there may be something. Three, use open-ended questions. So often it may be yes or no. In my classes, I do that so much. Uh, If I don't know what level an English learner is at, I will begin with yes, no questions. And then I'll get stuck on that. Once you learn what level perhaps another person is at or what the focus may be, Then you should use the searching questions you may have learned in journalism class. I took journalism class in junior high, just like one. But I always remember those questions. Who, what, when, where, why, how? That helps to explore. That helps to deepen the conversation and then deepen that connection. Go with the flow and let thoughts pass. Don't worry about controlling the conversation but let it go its own direction. Hmm. You can see this on, honestly, some of the best talk shows. There's Graham Norton on BBC. He does that fairly well. Uh, You can also see this on uh, the Lion Coffee Show. You know, they have a specific topic that they want to talk about, but if someone in the audience brings up something Better, something more important, something that is important in the moment, then they will go with that. Um, my shows with other people, I have specific questions in mind, but if I feel like they have another specialty or they have something on their mind, some focus, then we'll go with that. Five, say you don't know when you don't know. Hubris is rampant in regular human terrestrial population. Uh, It's all about me, me, me. Uh, And it's hard to admit when we don't know something. You may think you know. Again, all there is to know about something, but there's always something more to learn. Be honest. Admit when you don't know. If you can't do that, say you're uncertain or please clarify. Six, don't equate your experience with others. Everyone's experience is subjective. It is not the same. It is not about you. If someone is sharing their upset, don't respond to it by sharing yours. Um my mother did this a bit. So someone would say, Oh, this happened to me, wow, 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 wow. And she would say, Well, this is similar and it happened to me. That was her way of trying to show she sympathized, she empathized. But that may come across as devaluing, as you weren't listening, you're just wanting to tell your story. Quantum psychology stipulates that each person's experience is unique. There is no ultimate reality. If five people see the same accident, there will be five different versions of that story. If two people have the same experience, it's experienced differently. So your experience is not theirs, even if it's the same thing. Try not to repeat yourself like I do. Trust that they understand within one or two times. If you repeat yourself too much, it sounds like you're trying to keep track, that you're more focused on whatever it is that you have, and that you do not trust that they understood. Repeating yourself is great in advertising. But not in genuine communication. Eight, stay out of the weeds of the details, specific names, times, things like that. Give them the feel. Share what the message is from that experience. You know, they don't know Billy Joe Bob. You know, this person may have never been to that location. Share what that location is like. Don't worry about the names. Don't worry that it was 2.57 on a Wednesday. Two more. Nine. Listen actively. We all know this one. Eye contact, mouth shut, focus. Seek to understand and not reply. So often we feel like we're going to go with the general approach where, oh, the way you show you understand is to look. Smile and nod. No. You may be smiling when it may be something heart-wrenching. You may be smiling when it's something that you think was maybe humorous and it wasn't at all. They were not being ironic. Nodding may imply that you agree with something that is said rather than that you understand. You can understand something without agreeing with it. Like I say, I believe in I believe many things are possible, but not necessarily that they are likely. So I can, if I nod, am I saying I agree or that I'm listening? Hmm. So the last bit of advice for being a better conversationalist is to be brief, which I am not. Not tend to babble. Uh, a child once put it this way. Be like a mini skirt, short enough to keep interest, but long enough to cover the subjects. I think that is brilliant. I think that is so adorable. All right, so those are steps on becoming a better conversationalist. This next one is shorter. How to memorize lines or speeches. This may be used for acting Uh, certain recitations it can perhaps be used for songs but take what you're wanting to do uh, what you're wanting to recite and write down just the first letter of each word Uh, make sure you go ahead and include uh, punctuation and the same format Uh, so if it's a poem put it line by line uh punctuation is it a question uh is it does it have oh what is that apostrophe try to read based on just the first letters so uh maybe you write down hmm. this is my letter to the world which never wrote to me But I didn't do it with that one. See, because now I'm confusing it. That is Emily Dickinson. Uh, She also did, I could not stop for death, so death stopped for me. The carriage held, but just ourselves and immortality. I didn't do it with that, so I can't remember all of it. But you would take the first letter of each, write that down, read one or two more times the entire thing, and then try to do it by those letters. The more you do it, the more it becomes a pattern of connections in your brain and the easier it will be to memorize. Now how to learn online. The first most important thing is discernment, my favorite word. Discernment is weeding out the wheat from the chaff. It is avoiding the BS and developing the discipline to act. When researching online, in learning something online, you need to set out with some sort of objective, some sort of goal. Have the desire to learn and the resources, like make sure your internet is up and working at the time. Perhaps a library card. Library cards are so useful now, like they weren't before. But now you can check things out online. You can borrow books that way. You can borrow media that way. Uh, Libraries have so much multimedia that it's almost like magazines and newspapers are just gone. Hmm. Remember and learn you don't know what you don't know. Let me say that phrase again. You don't know what you don't know. It's all about emphasis, right? Emphasis on the right syllable. You think you know something, but if you research it, you'll find so much more. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You start off with one idea and you follow those and you get such a bigger picture. So steps to best learn online. One absorption period. Research the big picture. Don't go in with something very specific. What would I say? Uh, Something very specific. I want to know how Alzheimer's affects the nucleus basalis magnocellularis of the albino rat as displayed in a water maze test. Wow. Good luck. I know there's definitely two articles on that. I don't know about more. I'm sure there are more. Big picture, instead, start there and winnow it down. Big picture. What area of the brain is affected by Alzheimer's? Uh, Or more general, what is the difference of Alzheimer's in animals versus human population? Two, go straight to the top. Distinguish quality from useless information. Uh, Become a disciple of the experts. The more you research, the more you will find who is a dabbler and who has put in the time, who has done their research, who has become a leading authority on something. For example, in learning how to make dumplings very, very easy, there are many recipes. There are many YouTubes. But you look at, okay, what kind of time do you have available for that? So I went to TikTok, nice and quick, because I already understood that it was something simple. And there are some, uh, how do you make the wrapping? And dumplings, is it just the breaded dumplings? Or are you trying to research uh, how to do stuffed dumplings? And I found some that were uh, american and that's fine and that's great i specifically wanted to celebrate the lunar new year so i found a nice short relatively detailed TikTok uh from someone chinese on how to do those dumplings and the importance of them for the new year so go straight to the top distinguish quality from useless finally three and this is where the self-discipline really comes in apply information into action hmm so you can research how to improve your memory and how to build and use the memory palace all you like if you don't actually practice what good is that hello Natasha welcome We have discussed how to become a better conversationalist, how to memorize lines and speeches and songs, and we're just uh, finishing up a part on how best to learn things and research online. So turn your research into practice. Uh, Become the active learner. Uh, People learn different ways. Some people learn best by listening, some by reading, some by hands-on, but... If there's any way to enact what you have learned, even if it's something as simple as writing it down, if it's not involving an action, that will help to solidify that connection in your brain. You're always strengthening those neural connections. And the more you do so, the more it helps. Just like how is the progression? Uh, You learn something, you have a thought, The thought becomes action. The action becomes habit, yeah? All right, let's see. Now looking more generally, we can discuss motivation. Uh, Motivation to do these things, to do anything, is all about locus of control. Where do we believe the control is for our ability? Do we get our abilities and skills from heredity and therefore have no control over how well we can do it? Or do we get those abilities and skills from learning and practicing from discipline? Uh, Kristen says, receive, retain, release. Nice, three R's are R cubed. I like it. And mnemonic devices right there, that's another way to remember. Whatever works best for you. Again, she suggests receive, retain, release. So locus of control is the amount of control you believe you have over your own life and abilities. Uh, Being smart or gifted means in this case, you cannot control it. I am gifted. Um, Gifted is something you receive. My family, a lot of my family, they are in the medical field. So maybe I would be gifted in the medical field. But I did not pursue that, so I will never know. Hmm. My father, on the other hand, if he trusted technology, I would love to interview him. Uh, He is very literary. He is a musician. Uh, He is public speaker in the sense that uh, he was a DJ for so long. He was also a lecturing um, professor. So maybe I get that from him. Now, working hard is internal. Working hard is your own personal effort. And in research, it has been found time and again that those who believe success was due to their efforts performed better because that was something within their control. Some say that depression may be due to a cyclical thought pattern, helpless, hopeless. I'm helpless. I cannot change my circumstances. I cannot improve my life. Therefore, I feel hopeless. That hopelessness stops me from acting and changing anything. Uh, So therefore, that puts me in a very helpless position. If If you stop that cycle, if you stop those thoughts and say, I can take this baby step today, then you can do something about it. So if you believe something is strictly hereditary, then that is something outside of your control. Hello. Hello. I, I don't know what to call you. I have seen you a few times. Uh, Deidre Wolfie. Hi, hi, hi. <clears throat> so it is important to determine for yourself if you believe skills and abilities are personally developed or largely hereditary. Now we have a few people here now. Uh, I'd like to take a poll. Generally speaking, intelligence. Is it? more hereditary or learned Uh, life skills are they hereditary or learned psychic ability paranormal ability perception is that hereditary like a family of witches so to speak or is that learned disciplined practice and research all right Now, with that in mind, (laughs) I have a lot of information on that. Uh, We will get into discussing the psychic aspect. I have two quotes. First, Shirley Abbott. We all grow up with the weight of history on us. Our ancestors dwell in the attics of our brains as they do in the spiraling chains of knowledge hidden in every cell of our bodies. Let me repeat that just once. We all grow up with the weight of history on us. Our ancestors dwell in the attics of our brains as they do in the spiraling chains of knowledge hidden in every cell of our bodies. So that would support the nature. And now Thomas Hardy. I am the family face. Flesh perishes. I live on projecting trait and trace through time and time anon and leaping from place to place over oblivion. Kristen says, I vote yes, but we can change what doesn't bless us. Very good. Carmen says, paranormal, uh, paranormal psychic. I believe you get it through your family. Some cases are different. I think anyone can be smart. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the poem one more time. I am the family face. Flesh perishes I live on, projecting trait and trace through time and time anon and leaping from place to place over oblivion. Man, that sounds like an Emily Dickinson thing. All right, let's get into it. Now, the author of this site and these not experts necessarily, but they had a thing or two to say. So let me go ahead and put that here in case anyone who anyone wants to look into it. Uh, This person believes psychic ability as a latent, innate talent aimed at specific life calling of some. So not everyone is necessarily. hmm, I didn't want to share. Not everyone is necessarily blessed with this, according to the author intuition on the other hand highly personal aspect of everyone's inner spiritual guidance system so everyone has a degree of intuition depending upon how much they utilize it and that is for personal use psychic ability is something that they say is hereditary and to be shared with others Uh, maybe an early uh, ESP experience in childhood or a psychic link between siblings. There is a story related to psychic link between siblings with Terry and Linda Jamison. I don't know that story. Terry and Linda Jamison. So let's see, once again, natural intuition about taking care of own personal needs through divine self versus psychic ability or ESP, which is impersonal, being selfless, prophetic, archetypal. So the intuition is to help the self. The psychic ability is selfless information regarding others. Psychic mediums and healers, channelers, messengers, conduits, surrogates for others. Sources, other person's higher self or non-physical entity or source. So according to this, they say that these psychic abilities come from not your own higher self, uh, but perhaps the spirit guides of others. Those are the ones giving the information or from source, God, the all, whatever it is you believe is the one above. Uh, In terms of genetic, there is an issue with genetic uh, psychic abilities being suppressed, perhaps until a significant life event or trauma, such as near-death experience. This suppression can come in the form of uh, usually social. The family may be uncomfortable with it somehow. Um, Friends may tend towards judgment. Uh, so in childhood you may have one or two or more legitimate experiences and not have the resources to explore them to better understand them so the suppression may come other come from others or from yourself because you do not understand do not have a chance to learn uh, let's see the idea of this being hereditary does not necessarily negate the idea that, you had a role to play in it. If one believes in pre-life decisions, uh, pre-life determinism, so to speak, then you, your core, your source, chose the environments, circumstances, and experiences before you were born. There is something in this life that you want to learn that you want to develop, that you want to experience, whatever it is. And you made certain decisions in order to manifest those. So maybe you don't have the abilities, but maybe you didn't want the abilities in this life. Maybe something happened in a previous one. Or maybe there's something in this life that will encourage you to do so in the next. Now, there are also occasions of brain injury uh, that may, what would it be, lead to psychic abilities or unleash psychic abilities that were there? An example is that of Edgar Casey. He fell off of a fence post at the age of three. He fell onto a piece of wood and his skull was punctured by a nail. It was after that that he had various psychic experiences, that he had various whatnot according to him. Oh, yeah. I will do my research. I'll get whatever information I can for you guys, I promise. So we can talk application. We can talk research. Speaking of research, let's see if it'll let me share this link. Copy. Paste. There we go. is going to let me share that this is more research oriented this involves the ions or institute of noetic sciences there is a study in scotland on second sight which is spontaneous prophetic visions according to the study second sight runs in families It showed that seven of nine seven of nine non-psychics had variations in the intron or non-coding region of their DNA, which is adjacent to a gene on chromosome seven. By contrast, none of the psychic participants had that mutation, psychic abilities or natural experiences. Those with this particular genetic mutation did not exhibit psychic capacity or ability. So the absence of the variation in a particular gene might be important to the maintenance to being able to keep and perhaps utilize maintenance of innate psychic abilities. So maybe you have it in the beginning, but it diminishes. This may have a genetic connection. Thus the mutation related to the expression of, and this is the one, TNRC18 gene may act to suppress psychic experiences. Let me write that gene down, gene TNRC18. So, loss of early abilities may be due to social suppression or that the brain prunes them out. Now, uh, if you do research like I do, if you're interested in this sort of thing, we learn that the more something in particular is practiced, the stronger the neural connections are in relation to that. If these skills, the abilities are not practiced, that neural connection does not get strengthened. The brain is constantly cycling itself. And those connections that have been weakened to a certain point will be removed. Uh, will just be gone to make room for others just like garbage in garbage out uh the more we learn the more the brain decides okay we're going to make room we're going to get rid of this other stuff that's why it's important for us to have the brain palaces or brain filing system like stephen king had in dreamcatcher where okay i want to keep this but not necessarily in the conscious memory because my brain's in conversation just going so you store it in a certain place that you know where it is and how to retrieve it there may also be evolutionary pressure to suppress strong psychic abilities now explaining that they talked about how there were the early days of hunter gatherers in order to survive it was necessary to perceive changes around them and to make the guesses informed guesses about how they would survive where their next meal would be things like that based upon nature Uh, in today's society we've got restaurants we've got supermarkets we've got everything uh so we in certain societies and certain cultures so perhaps yes Kristen, you remember i hated the monster i hated hated Stephen King. I hate Stephen King's obsession with certain biological functions, okay? <laughs> but wow, when he writes about memories and when he writes about the effect of childhood on adulthood, uh, I'm thinking specifically of it. Uh, it's great stuff. All right. Yeah. Evolutionary pressure to suppress strong psychic abilities. Uh, so evolutionarily speaking, we don't have the pressure, the motivation perhaps to further develop our psychic abilities in this culture because so much is provided for us. You can also look at atrophy. Atrophy is just like if you do not use a limb, that limb becomes weaker until it atrophies, until maybe it needs to be removed. Did it save the world? Yes. And That's another thing. The whole presuming someone who cannot communicate well, who is slow or whatever, does not have value, does not what they what they have to say or offer does not matter is oh no, those who seem to be limited may have a much richer mental life than we may ever know. There's always something to explore. There's something to bring out of the other person if we can stop looking in the mirror. So We know about atrophy. Ah, also, do we seek a mate with or without psychic abilities? If we have a fascination with psychic abilities and a desire to have them, do we seek a mate that has them so that we can learn from them and experience what it's like to be with that ability? Or do we seek someone who does not have them uh, so that maybe we are more comfortable? Indeed, I need to see that movie if I haven't. Uh, Yeah, Natasha, (laughs) Dreamcatcher. As always, the book is much better than the movie. The movie is pretty good. Um, Jason, I don't remember his name. He was in Mallrats and Dogma. And My Name is Earl. Oh, he was great. I love that. And I think Timothy Oliphant was also in there. elephant, <laughs> I'm saying, so totally losing track. Yes, the mate. So we have a few people here. I think all of you to some degree have an interest in the paranormal and the psychic ability, whether it's a desire for yourself or an interest in others who have it. So tell me for yourself, Before you were involved with whoever you may be involved with, did you date someone who had these abilities? And if not, did you want to date someone with these abilities? Because looking at nature nurture, if you marry someone with the abilities and you have offspring, then there's a chance those abilities may continue down the line. But if not, they won't. So you can stop that chain. Best watched during the day. Kirsten says Dreamcatcher is best watched during the day, as I found it too scary for nighttime. It is one of the better book adaptations. I've been watching a lot of stuff on Stephen King and like Langoliers, no, and Tommyknockers, no. Karma says, no, I never did date anyone with it. And I definitely didn't want them to. Didn't want them to have it. I got you. Sometimes those who experience it naturally may come to an acceptance of it. May come to deal with it for themselves. But still be uncomfortable enough with it that they would not necessarily want it to continue on in the family suggest various things to think about. That's why it's important to explore nature versus nurture in whatever skills you may have or that your partner may have, uh, or that you do or do not want to continue in the family. Early saints exhibited a wide range of paranormal abilities in the Catholic church. I say saints because it's primarily Catholic church, right? And I found that absolutely fascinating. Uh, There was that song, uh, St. Teresa, Uh, By the same singer who did what if God was one of us and that st. Teresa song got me to do a report on I think there were two st. Teresa's they both experienced this divine ecstasy which is In certain respects very similar to something that belongs on another show But there are certain Requirements to be declared a saint in the Catholic Church and I don't remember them all, but these are fairly paranormal, honestly, paranormal experiences. And the early saints, now those who were lauded, had these psychic abilities, these paranormal experiences. But as time went on in the Catholic Church, I think it's like God too busy looking at the reflection to worry about the details of what is really humanity that the Catholic church got so wrapped up perhaps in its own power, in its own government that it wanted the people to just live life. And so downplayed those abilities. Uh, so if the person is a saint, well, yes, they were good. They were wonderful. But if you do that, you're a witch and not in a good way. I could be wrong. I'm not Catholic. I'm Episcopal. That is like Catholicism with half the guilt. I know about uh, their uh, church, Sunday church routines, and that's about it. So, yeah, how times change, how it's maybe an evolutionary thing. It may be a socio cultural thing. It may be a religious thing. Natasha says never got really deep with any. It's me. Yeah. It's all about your own personal preferences. Ah, and the author said that some animals observed to demonstrate telepathic or precognitive skills. The author themselves said that they saw this with horses, some sort of connection with horses. And if we think about big storms or changes in the electromagnetic forces of the earth, We have seen that some animals do often react to this even before the humans can recognize it. Right. Can any of you, first of all, do you agree or disagree that animals have perhaps some sort of telepathic or precognitive skills? We know that, for instance, cats, even if you're not being vocal about it, they can sometimes tell when you are upset so they will respond accordingly what about precognitive do they have the ability and if so can you think of any examples of when that happened once again this last article was by the institute of noetic sciences it is research experience lab that focuses on the intersection of science and human experience. They are developing new studies exploring the relationship between psychic abilities and genetics, such as a telephone telepathy study and Psygenes genetic data sharing. I have one last little bit the mouse, it died. Do, 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 do. Now, I only had a little bit of time before uh, today's show to do a last bit of research in terms of developing psychic abilities. I only got to one article, and it may not be the best, but it's a good starting place. I don't think anyone here in the audience needs this, but according to this article, developing psychic senses beyond the physical abilities in four steps these are kind of self-explanatory they're kind of intuitive first of all please balance your energy cent- energy centers or chakras regularly do it before do it after whatnot first be open to tapping your abilities ah shiloh says my dog flips out before a fist fight breaks out wow That is unusual. Now I've heard about animals responding again about changes in the earth, but before a fist fight, nice, huh? So first be open to tapping your psychic abilities. Do not fear them. Do whatever research you need to in order to, uh, be well informed enough to approach it without fear, because you see how psychic abilities are presented in popular media. You hear stories and opinions from family and friends. Do your own research to decide for yourselves. And then once you've decided, you can declare that you are ready and open to explore. That declaration can take the form of meditation. It can take the form of writing. It can take the form of a song. Whatever it may be, it's about manifestation. Manifesting, as I understand it, is claiming something as if it has already happened. Two, practice reading others' energies in their presence. Understand your own thoughts about how you understand your own thoughts about how you feel reflects on them. So understand your own thoughts about how you feel and how it reflects on them. For example, in the line at a store, you don't know that person from Billy Joe Bob but try to just focus on them. Try to feel whatever you may feel. How have your feelings changed as soon as you started focusing on them? Shiloh says, people can't read me. And sometimes that's the case. Some people may be unreadable uh, because they may have barriers, psychic barriers, psychic protections, Um, maybe some spirit guide protections, sometimes just something. Natasha says, I can read others' energies. Don't like it. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to develop psychic abilities. If you're not comfortable with it, if you don't like it, don't do it. In that case, I know there are various protection things you can do to protect yourself from outside forces. I believe there would be similar things you can do to protect your abilities, to perhaps minimize them. And I would say immediately, uh, mainly the meditation. And it talks here soon about spirit guides, higher self, and determining what is necessary for you. Why is it that you have the ability and how to limit it? It's like in uh, Bruce Almighty. Said, so, yeah, I could be God. No problem. I'll go ahead and do that. And then he heard everyone's prayers at the same time. And he could not handle it. So that is how perhaps it may be the difference between uh, that which is inherited and that which is learned. If you inherit some ability and you are young and you don't know, then you may be bombarded with it. It may be overwhelming. Karma says, I always talk to my spirit guides daily. Very good. Natasha says, felt like I go down the road of judging them. Hmm. I gotcha, that would be hard. Yeah, I can see that. Like I feel like I'm getting this energy from this person, Uh, but is that really them or is that my interpretation of them? And if it's really them, how do you keep your own opinion of them from altering due to that knowledge or experience? There are so many levels to this. So many things to consider. So yeah, in the line, at a store. If you haven't done it, if you don't think you have the ability, just try it. Just keep your mouth shut. and Continue to be kind and aware if someone's trying to communicate with you. Uh, try to feel. Notice how you're feeling. Then focus on them. And notice if how you feel changes. And try to, try to determine in what fleeting moments you have what that may be. And then if you're comfortable with it, strike up a conversation and see if there's some gentle, subtle way to determine if what you felt was correct, a way to test it. The third is, is that clairvoyance? Predict how places will appear, remote viewing. Uh, So you're going to go somewhere you've never been. Maybe it's a restaurant, Uh, maybe it's, I wouldn't say a whole city, let's keep it simple. A hotel, a restaurant, a friend's house, close your eyes and declare your desire to know what that place looks like nothing more than that not how the place feels not who's there just what does it look like you can declare your desire in meditation song writing whatever it may be take time draw whatever comes to mind even if it's stupid, even if it's strange, even if it doesn't seem to relate, if you don't have a drawing ability, uh, write down a description in words. Give yourself time, and then compare when you're there. You can have it in your pocket, or you can try to memorize and look at what's similar, what's different. It may be something small. You may have seen a diamond, and you run, you know, you get there, and they have this beautiful diamond necklace. Um, it may have been a string of spaghetti, and all they have in their cupboard is spaghetti. Uh, but yeah, that's another way of practice. The last one we've already touched on, which is connect with spirit guides. These spirit guides are there for support and advice, soul mentors in angelic realms. Now, here's where you need discernment again. There may be forces. There may be voices. There may be signs that are attempting to imitate a higher self, that are attempting to imitate, uh, yes, of course, I'm your spirit guide. Listen to my soothing voice. I am telling you the things you want to hear. I am telling you to do the things you want to do. The spirit guides may not always be that way. And these spirit guides... uh, can be connected to those you've loved and liked and been associated with who've crossed over they can often be ancestors ask very specific questions determine test them not in the me, 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 me. <laughs> but test them to determine their legitimacy um, if they are your spirit guides higher self ancestor whatnot they will know uh, Ask them something only the family will know. Ask them about your secret. Do this all in your mind through meditation, whatever it may be. Exactly, Kristen. Yeah, be careful. Test them. Ask for very specific signs. Again, not to be a bee about it to them. You know, not saying, do not offend them. But say, in order to be better guided, I'm requesting clarification to ensure that I am on the right path and with a guide with best intentions. Yeah. Uh, For example, in order to determine if you are on the right path, you may request to see a big blue buffalo. (laughs) Hello, Cassidy. Hello. Because that is the easiest thing in so many Spiritual episodes and so many spiritual movies. Hello, um, you see someone following certain guidance, whether it is from a spirit guide, whether it is from a clairvoyant, whatnot. Uh, and they hear what they want to hear, they're told what they want to hear, so you got to test. Kristen says, if they are positive and kind, it is from the light. If negative and demeaning, or even too demanding, perhaps, not so much. Yeah. That is probably the biggest thing that knocks a person off their path, is being seduced by the words and the direction that they want. Having a spirit guide does not mean you won't make mistakes. You know, being in contact with your highest self does not mean that your life will be easy. It means that you have the chance to develop the discernment to know what to listen for and how to hear it. Your spirit guides will also challenge you if they are legitimate and if they genuinely want you to grow. And if, in fact, that is also your desire, they will challenge you. Uh, I'm reminded of John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and neither be afraid. So they will challenge you, but not beyond that which you can deal with. You may not believe you'll be able to deal with it, but you will. They say, uh, God acts in mysterious ways. So do spirit guides. Uh, There was a TikTok once. And the person requested of their spirit guide that "I I want the perfect career. I want the career that is best suited for me. Spirit guide, or in this case, angel, said, okay. Woman came back. What did you do? My boyfriend dumped me. I got kicked out of my apartment. And the angel, or spirit guide, said, yes, but those were things that were holding you back. Your boyfriend was controlling you. And that apartment was nowhere near where you were meant to be. So, know what you are honestly capable of. Honor your ancestors and your family and their abilities and thank them for sharing and helping you build your own motivation for where you are and where you want to be. And then advance accordingly. All right, so thank you all for joining me Cassidy. Sorry. You missed most of it Um, and bobby. Sorry you missed most. I somehow was able to Lengthen it Cassidy said I had to lose the use of my hand for art before I had the motivation to start my show Yeah, you may expect to go in a certain direction and there'll be some It might be a big loss or it might be some strange, tiny little thing. What was it? The butterfly wings, right? That will set you on such a different course, but you can't imagine how your life would have been otherwise. I was an idiot and I skipped school all the time. I got pissed off that I ended up in a boarding school. If I hadn't ended up in the boarding school, I would be on the streets. I would be homeless. Because of the boarding school, I got three degrees and I get to talk with you. <laughs> Cassie said, I like drawing and <laughs> type for living. Whoo! But now there is also the technology that you can still do it, but in a different way. Prison says, No great loss without some small gain. Yeah. It's all about perspective, right? Again, it's that locus of control. Um serenity prayer accept things i cannot change courage change things i can the wisdom to know the difference so change what you can but be active in that change don't be like me and learn all of this stuff and spout it with beautiful words and not do a damn thing about it because you don't have the discipline <laughs> so yes nature versus nurture is not just a theoretical concept it's an application. And Cassidy said, in my case, I lost small and gained everything. It's all perspective. Because you don't know what's going to come of it. All right. I got kind of preachy there at the end. I would burp, but I can't do that on command. All right. I am sorry. I got to go. I'm going to have classes soon. I am very thankful you all joined me. I'll give just a few moments if anyone has any other questions, comments, or smart-ass remarks. If you missed most of the show... You can always watch it later at your convenience, either here or on uh YouTube eventually. Now, next time we're looking hi Katie, thank you. We're looking at having karma back next time. Uh, uh, thank you, Kristen. She was going to be on. We were going to discuss ghost stories. Ooh. But it's very windy there, and she lost electricity. So I am thankful that she was here at the start. And it seems like it does better at 5 o'clock. It's better at this hour, right? All right, Karma, let's take note of that. We need to try to do it, but you've got to pick up. We'll figure it out, maybe a 4.30 show. All right, Poe is babbling. Uh, one last comment here Natasha says I haven't been able to paint too busy talking to my daughter every day after nine years Ah! she has a baby one year new to me new job in love all over again oh Natasha I'm so very happy for you yes it's priorities screw it right all about priorities family priority do it painting can wait food can wait What am I going to do? I'm going to research ghosts for the next show. (laughs) Hopefully we'll do it. I'll keep you guys updated. I'll see about maybe doing the show a little bit later so that I can keep doing it. I shut up now. All right. Remember, be good to yourselves and each other. And when all else fails, have some chocolate but not too close to nap time. (laughs) And remember to write down your dreams. Thank you all. Have a good afternoon, evening, night. No, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And good night, (laughs) evil little mouse.